Tracy here to talk about The Walking Dead. We're going to be chatting about Season 9, Episode 11, called Bounty. So what's up with you, Tamish? Hello, 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 everyone. Hopefully everyone has already watched The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Gets a little crazy in this episode. We're going to uh, break it down again with the good, the bad, and the ugly, but probably just a couple things um, wanted to touch on before we get started. Um, so if you've been listening before, or if you're just listening tonight, you'll, you'll realize probably by the end of the podcast that I tend to be um, a little more optimistic, wear the rose-colored glasses, trying to find the best in all the characters. To me, she's going to tell you like it is. So it appears to me that uh, this hashtag you used last week, hashtag Tamish Truths, it seemed like that resonated with people. What do you think of that? They like it. Okay, didn't didn't realize that I had hashtagged that, but very good. Yes, you you used yeah, it to to just I, sort of I, make your point last week, and uh, and that so yeah, you you may have started something so. I mean, if you want to keep that up, people seem to like hashtag Tamish Truths because you're not going to let it get past me and, and let me just assume that everything's going to be okay in the zombie apocalypse. That is very true. Tracy would be our resident game person. She would be in charge of the games and the kids playing the games. That's it. Yes. With, uh, that's it. Boy, she cut me off right that's there. That's it. it. <laughs> maybe, maybe we get some other crafts going there. Uh, maybe snacks. I don't know. You know, I, I can I can do multiple things. But that leads me into my first question for you, Tamish. If you had to take over my role of the arts and crafts for a while, and I had to take over one of your jobs, I mean, it's it's it's. It has to happen. It's It's been assigned to us that we have to switch duties a little bit in the apocalypse. What job would you assign to me if you had to do the arts and crafts? Oh, I would assign you to collect the guns. Okay. Like do an inventory or? That's it. You'd, okay. You'd still be behind the walls. <laughs> <laughs> still behind the walls. That's key. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, I just, you know, I just want to. Keep your awareness up because you never know. You know, I might not. They they might need me for something else if they're really short staffed. You're right. So, You're so right. It's always they good to think about something could. else I can do. <laughs> but it wouldn't be from behind those walls, Tracy. And you mess around and put me on arts and crafts. The kids will come out with glue. Uh, what is it? Uh, oh yeah, those little glue sticks stuck to their foreheads. Oh yeah. <laughs> What like we were unicorns. supposed to be making. Yeah, you put me on arts and crafts. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Well, we each have selected two characters to talk about for last night's episode. We know one that Tamisha's picked, Daryl, of course. That's a given. Um, I'll, I'll be greatly surprised if we show up here one evening and she's like, no, I didn't pick Daryl. But um, so you have Daryl, and who was the other one you selected? Alpha. Alpha. Okay. And then I am going to talk about Connie and Carol. Now, before we, I, I just had a thought about Alpha earlier today, and I wanted to share it with you. And this is not, by no means, is it disparaging in any way to 
the makeup artist to Samantha Morton or anything. But I caught this glimpse of an image of her on my computer, you know, made up as Alpha. And I was like, it just seems familiar. Like, what does that remind me of? It was Uncle Fester from the Adams Family. Yeah, because she's bald. Yeah. She's got a pasty head. Mm-hmm. And then she had some of her outfit was dark. Dark. Uncle and the dark circles. All black. Yep. And the dark circles, yeah, like around her eyes and stuff. So I imagine that a lot of them would um, have the dark circles if they take their masks off. You know, I, I imagine that's part of the the process, you know, that for them to blend in and look more like walkers because you don't want to see fresh eyeballs, you know, poking out at you. But anyways, it gave me a little chuckle and um, I just wanted to put that image in your head as well. Uncle Fester. The song or we'll have to give credit. All I I did was home. With that said, who would be Cousin It? I don't know. Probably the Cornfields. Oh, that's a good one. No, well, Cousin It would probably be Daryl with all that hair. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking Daryl. All that hair. With his shaggy do. But uh, yeah, I like the Cornfield too. Don't cut that hair. So I, um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You take the honors. I think I went first okay. last week. Okay. I'm going to talk first about Carol. Uh, first of all, one good thing, it was nice to see Carol again um, because we had not seen her, I don't think, this half of the season. We saw a couple of different hairdos from Carol. So one good thing is now Carol's hair can be a barometer of the timeline or, you know, it can indicate where we are in time. Um, she had sort of a medium or a, you know, just a shoulder length haircut in a flashback scene. And then we saw her presumably in current times when they are doing the Cobra strike, trying to rescue the projector light. Um, so it, it, which speaking of the timelines, it's getting a little confusing when, and they threw in that flashback and then went back to current times. I mean, it's not hard. I mean, I can keep up, but it's just a little, a little confusing because we've had all these time jumps, you know? So it's like, are we flashing back to the beginning? Are we flashing back to Rick times or before the time jumps? Or is it in between time jumps? So that can be a little, you know, keeps you on your toes. But um, I, I'm, it's good that we got to see her. It's good to see her. Um, like Henry suggested about her hair, speaking of her hair, that now she can let it be long and she's relaxed. And, um, I mean, she's still on guard for, you know, the zombie apocalypse, but she is more comfortable with her, you know, her partner and she doesn't, you know, fear like she did, of course, with Ed. So those are good changes. Um, but also there bad has to do with some of the changes too and I mean it's not horrible but you know she doesn't like it if he calls her queen um which you know I understand so she still like has a certain um draw the line in the sand like no 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 I'm not doing that that's not me but she's also trying to take a few more not necessarily risks well I yeah some of them are risky but she's trying to see um Ezekiel's side of things um and just like she 
found value in, in trying to get the projector light so they could have movies again in the kingdom. You know, older, you know, former Carol probably would have been like, nope, absolutely not. We don't need that. That's not practical. Um, but she's trying to see his point of view thing, viewpoint of things. And likewise, he's trying to see her viewpoint and he's being a little more careful and maybe a little more practical. So it's, it's good to see them coming together and seeing each other's point of view, but it makes me nervous too. Um, just because it's change makes me nervous sometime. And then I get into the ugly because I'm afraid that this is going to, that things are looking so good for them, how the, their mission worked out and Carol came forward and said, Oh, the queen says, go ahead. You know, that the former Carol would not do that, but she took that risk kind of on Ezekiel's behalf and, you know, they kiss and they're happy, you know, Oh, it worked out. It just makes me nervous when they, when things are getting too good, you know, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It's the apocalypse. You don't never want things to go well. Like, yeah. How do you maintain that balance of, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be different from being in a marriage or relationship, you know, and, you know, in our times when, yeah, you're trying to make sacrifices and, you know, give a little, take a little, you know, but there are different circumstances. So in the, you know, in their world. So it just, while it's refreshing and honorable and romantic, I just, even the optimist in me has some fears that this could go badly if, you know, if Carol doesn't stick to her guns about, you know, decisions and things. So we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. But you know, love has a funny way of changing people and they're they're yes. just, they've married each other at this point. So I think yeah. you made some really good uh, uh points, but I guess we'll have to see how the queen, even though she doesn't like that, how the queen does. But I think she has lost a little piece of herself. I think yeah. I think she has because she fell in love and she uh allowed herself to be vulnerable again Mm -hmm. yeah it's that yeah that vulnerability yep and i think vulnerability will bring its own um dangers okay yeah so so we shall see we shall see how that plays out but once again it's the apocalypse so you never know Mm -hmm. you never know but you know what the interesting thing is before we flash back even though Carol had that long hair when she was dropping on Henry uh, to the hilltop, mm-hmm. you know, she lit a fire. That's true. The mystery. That's true, yeah. So she still had something going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously the hair says more about her, her heart than, than her mind, you know, her brain, because her brain's going to say, we have to take care of this, you know, but, but letting her heart open up and feel safe. Hmm. Um, but how do you think it go wrong? I mean, just look, Ezekiel almost fell through that glass floor in the beginning of the season. It's just, you know, the happier they get and the closer they get, the more risk there is if something goes wrong. So enough said. Tell us who you're going to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So our first one up is going to be Mr. Daryl. Woo woo. Of course. Number of one. course. Yeah. Got any Daryl fans out there? That's right. I know I do, so, yep. That's that uh, Coke. Ah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So with Mr. Daryl, uh, we are going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> so my first good with Mr. Daryl would have to be um, him actually uh, humanizing and showing that he had a desire to keep Lydia at the hilltop and not turn him over to the whisperers. I have to <laughs> say that I was I was I was like, go, Daryl. He was actually being what I call a big brother. Yeah. Lading to Lydia, having uh, that uh, emotion of. I don't want to put her back in harm's way, you know, mm-hmm. and not, it's not all about Daryl right now. Mm-hmm. And you got to go fend for yourself. So I have to admit that was something really good. And I was like, I had to give him a little star. If he had a little board, <laughs> I'd have to put that up on his board, a nice little star and a check mark. Like his sticker sheet. Daryl gets a star on his sticker sheet tonight. And, and so he could just shoot his arrow through it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's Target. how Daryl does. Yeah. Uh, I would I was going to the bad. I'd have to say um, that he gave up uh, some of his uh, secrets when the whispers were approaching and he went out to the gate to confront Alpha. Mm-hmm. He was going real strong right up until he heard that baby and then he made the statement about having the baby there, and then Alpha um, immediately picked up on the fact that that was a weak point with him. Yeah, And yep. so I, I would have to say that I, I was immediately said, man, you showed your hand, and, and Daryl usually yep. doesn't show his hand. We we don't know what Daryl's up to usually. Mm-hmm. Daryl just pops back up with a whole uh, line of squirrels and fish talking about dinner. <laughs> you know. So that was that was bad. That was bad, and that's going to come back and get and haunt not only him, but haunt the hilltop as well. Uh, and I think that uh, the ugly for me would have to be after we got through the whisperers leaving, or assuming they're leaving for now, leaving the hilltop, putting his life on the line to go find Henry. Mm-hmm. And I know that I know that he he didn't really have a choice because Carol is his heart. Mm-hmm. And I know he wasn't going to let just some anything happen to her son. Right. But, man, that boy right there is going to mess around and get Daryl killed. If anybody can kill Daryl. But no one is, you know, 100% invincible. But once again, Daryl is putting his life on the line because Henry just cannot get it together. And I guess maybe Henry thinks he's in love because he got a little peck on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that is just the ugly for my part, putting Daryl in trouble because you think Lydia yeah. is worth being saved. So mm-hmm. okay, that was right. my good, bad, and ugly. And I just, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. I'm going to circle back to him uh, going out to look for Henry too. I have a question on that. Um, so Connie, um, Connie, very good. She saved the baby. She, she got a little help with it, but she took the initiative. It scared the heck out of me. Um, very risky behavior. So that part was kind of the bad, you know, how risky it was. But but thank goodness. I, I mean, I was just sitting there on pens and needles. You know, somebody do something now. You know, it's like talking to my husband and son. They're not going to let this have something happen to this baby. They're not going. Somebody's got to do something now. I was really stressed out, which of course is what they wanted you to feel. And um, it, it kind of surprised me. I didn't think about Connie stepping up and. Uh, grabbing the baby so she was quite 
heroic in doing that. Um, but it did, the bad is that, you know, was risky behavior. And I mean, I think I feel comfortable talking about this because I, I mean, you and I both have children that have some disabilities and I mean, a hearing impairment, you know, being deaf, it does make you more vulnerable in certain ways. But I also want to point out that it makes you, you know, sense things and other other senses, you know, obviously stronger. Um, so, you know, I, I felt like of all people, you know, maybe she's I felt like maybe she's taking the most risk by trying to save the baby. She was the closest. But then I then I started thinking not necessarily because because of those other senses that are heightened um and so i guess i'm also plugging um an interview that i did um, with her and we'll pin it to the top of our twitter page but um i had an interview with lauren ridloff and she talks about a lot of these things and i just think it's fascinating and important to recognize what her kind of her superpowers are in the zombie apocalypse because of the hearing impairment versus other people. You know, everybody has, you know, Daryl has his crossbow and everybody has their special skills. She has a very special skill set too. And um, with some of her awareness. So I, I would encourage you to to read that interview. It's, it's a quick read, but it, she gives a lot of good examples um, of how Connie in this situation, it might not seem as bad as we want to assume at first it just kind of shows you a different side of things um so i thought i thought it was was really interesting but why but yes i did we look forward to reading the um yeah interview i i'm for but i guess well i won't say unfortunately i what i'll say is i think that with the signing that was uh going on with uh i think it was luke with yeah. Luke that was signing, I I think I picked up on the I I picked up that mm-hmm. Connie was gonna uh, risk her life. Now I did not know, and I will admit whether she was gonna survive it or not. Right. But I did get an indication that she was gonna go and and grab the which I guess we're calling whisperer baby. Yeah, whisperer baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that, I, I mean that did yeah yeah we saw them communicating, so we knew she was aware, and so I I thought yeah she might do something i just didn't picture her running out to the baby you know i thought she might do something else or signal someone else or make a distraction but to just put her life totally on the line and and run out there and grab the baby was uh was super brave and as our friend lizzie uh who does the brains gone bad podcast i tweeted something about it and she said very brave and you know just extremely unselfish um so it was impressive now the ugly um again a lot of my uglies are what ifs things that could happen and i kind of had this um i felt like a here in my head you, you remember the movie ghost with yeah. patrick okay so there's that scene where whoopi goldberg is doing the fortune town or whatever and she's like you in danger girl um that's what i'm gonna say to connie right now if she did not tell Kelly and Magna and Yumiko and Luke that she's going out with Daryl. I didn't get the impression that she told anybody else what she was doing. So that that could be ugly if, you know, first of all, something goes wrong. But what is that going to mean to her relationship with them if she's going out with Daryl 
without, you know, letting them know. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be worried. Are they going to be hurt? Are they going to be scared? Are they going to be mad? You know, they, it could get, it could get ugly. And, um, I mean, just going out in the dark in the woods with, with Daryl, who she doesn't even really know that well, uh, yeah, it's going to, going to be interesting. It's but not are, ugly. You, are you feeling that way because she's deaf? Or would you feel that way because if if it was any other character? Well, I mean, I that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I honestly I can't say that that doesn't like sort of affect my thinking or make me more worried. Just like I said, it made me more worried about her going out in, in the cornfield and grabbing the baby and trying to fend off walkers. But she obviously did a really good job of it, and she did get some help. I mean, it, I, it's hard for me to dismiss it completely. In all honesty. But that's a good question. Um, but mainly, I just think because Kelly's her sister, and they're so close, and they're a team, and they're each other's guardian angel or whatever. Um, I just think relationship-wise, that's you know, could could be really tough um, if when if Kelly finds out that she's gone and you know and didn't tell her. It's just so. I don't think, I think that one, I don't think she told anybody. So I think that that is going to be a problem. And two, I don't think Daryl has the patience uh, to uh, work with her um, because at some point it's going to be dark and you're not going to be able to read, you know, what she might have write, written on a pad or something. And I, I unless, unless uh, Daryl has changed like a complete 180, mm-hmm. I could see him leaving her. Like I could see him leaving her so that he could go take care of something or or saying, well, wait right here. And then the wait right here really is him going off to finish something off because Daryl doesn't strike me as someone that is um, willing to go the extra mile for someone that he has to continuously help unless he genuinely cares about them. And right now okay. he's focused on um, Henry. But no, I don't think that she told uh, her sister. Okay. Nope. Now the other the other question I had for you um, that I said I wanted to circle back to, um, Henry wrote the note, and I think it said, you know, I can't live with it. And she writes the note to tell Daryl, you know, he says, why? And she says, I can't live with it either. Um, Henry seems to be, I would assume, okay, that can be dangerous, but I assume that he's saying he can't live with Lydia going back to that, what he thinks is an unsafe environment uh, for her. What is Connie saying she can't live with the fact that Henry's out there alone or that Lydia is back with that group or both? Yeah, I don't think, I think, I don't think Connie has any connection to Henry like that. I think it's focused on Lydia uh, because I, I don't, I don't remember any solid interaction that those two had. Okay. As okay. I, as I'm thinking back on the series. So I think it has a lot to do with that. Uh, they had to let Lydia go. Okay. And what about Daryl? He didn't write a note and didn't say that, but necessarily, but he clearly, like you said, he, he's doing it for Carol. Um, do you think part of him is doing it for Lydia or is it, he just focused on Henry? I think, I think if, if Lydia happens to be there and he's mm-hmm. able to get both of them, he will, but okay. his main focus is going to be um, Henry because he's so, you know, he, him and Carol go back long ways and yeah. he, yeah. And he's supposed to be protecting him. So mm-hmm. I think his initial is Henry. And if if he can save Lydia, he will. But Henry is the first priority. Okay. Okay. Yep. 
All right. Well, it looks like it's your turn to talk about Uncle Fest. I mean, Alpha. <laughs> well, uh, so before I go into the good, bad, and ugly, I have to say that when we got to this particular episode, I really wanted a little bit more of Alpha than what we saw. Um, I, w- I, I think that I wanted her to be a little more scary in this episode, not saying that it's not coming mm-hmm. up. I think mm-hmm. that for me, the build up to when we left off, I am Alpha. And then it was like, dun, 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 dun. And so when we got to this particular scene with Alpha, I felt like it was just okay. And I really wanted some more intensity to come from her, which I'm hoping will come as the season goes on. I just wish we had seen it in the Bounty episode. I really do. Because I wanted, I want Alpha to be, this will be my, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, my Negan for this season. So that's what I um, am hoping for. Um, So for the good for me, it was not killing Alden and Luke. I was very excited about that. I was like, oh, because I I had made the prediction that one of them was going to die. I remember that I made a prediction and so she didn't. And I said, wait a minute. So they, that was a very good. So she got, I got a small half of a check mark for me. Okay. Uh, But, uh, and the bad was that her daughter, uh, Lydia was returned to her. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, whenever you give a little, you got to lose a lot. So I think even though she came to get her daughter back, Hilltop is not going to forget it. So I think that by giving Lydia back, even though I know it saved two other people, mm-hmm. Hilltop in the end is ultimately probably going to lose more than just two people. Okay. Uh, and um, the ugly, uh, actually I had two, but the ugly uh, for me was that uh, Alpha was able to discover multiple weaknesses about the Hilltop. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're willing to trade that they care about other human beings. This just, I was, I was just like, this is, this is so messed up. And the reason being is because it's going to get used against them when um, they go to war or fight or whatever's going to happen, because I'm assuming it's going to happen that the whispers, the hilltop and the rest of our communities are eventually going to have to battle it out. Mm-hmm. We can't discover. So yeah. those would be the, that would be my ugly is that Alpha now has weaknesses. And actually, if I'm sitting here talking this out, we actually discovered a weakness of Alpha. And it would have been Lydia. Okay. All right. True. Because she she came all the way across to come get her. She could have, if she was really the animal that she said she was. Right. You let your young die if they go wandering out and don't come back home. Well, that was something I wanted to ask you when when we're talking about Alpha is... One of the most chilling things for me um, watching the episode was when she turned and sort of shrugged her shoulders and like basically told that whisperer mom, just put the baby down. You know, if it stops crying, fine. Uh, if it doesn't and it gets eaten by the walkers, fine. You know, it was just like matter of fact, you know, that, that look that she gave her. So that and she like had no like just no qualms. That was the rule. But supposedly she broke her rule when she went after Lydia so my question is do you think she's just is it narcissism you know she's alpha she's 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 the one she's so important or special that she can break the rules or do you think 
that by take that she has different motives for taking Lydia back. That it's not just because she's her daughter. So I think that going back to when we first learned about Lydia's backstory mm-hmm. and when she killed her, when Alpha, excuse me, mm-hmm. Alpha uh, killed her uh, husband. Yeah. Um, that's when we first saw that she really is going to do exactly what she wants to do. When she was ready to go uh-huh. and leave the place where they were encamped at, she was ready to go and she did whatever it took. So I think that um, she is a psychopath. And I think that uh, psychopaths do what they want to do. And what she wanted to do was to go back and get her daughter. But if somebody else tried to do the same thing, she would kill him for it. And um, I think the only thing that's saving Lydia is the fact that she is her daughter. And that's why she only got slapped. Mm. Because what what wouldn't have stopped her from as soon as she got Lydia back with slitting her throat right there and then walking Mm -hmm. off? Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Or feeding her to the walkers. True. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wouldn't that have been horrible if she'd like, done it all to make a statement or something? Ugh. Ugh. I don't so, want to go there. So, um, I think it's a, so I would say it's a, a little bit of both. Okay. Okay. Well, that was some good, some good insights, I think, about those characters. Is there anything else about the episode, um, especially about the mission that the kingdom took, the Cobra Strike? Excuse me. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts to share? <laughs> uh, yeah, about yeah that that bulb storyline. I they could have <laughs> left that one out. I um, <laughs> it was funny though. It was cute. I have you know Jerry, my comic relief. Yeah, to see you go anywhere. But um, yeah, that that whole that whole bulb thing. Yeah, I, it wasn't. It was not worth it to me. We could have put on a puppet show. <laughs> put on, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little unnecessary for me. Okay. And okay. then Jerry, when Jerry dropped the bulb, yeah, like oh my gosh, yeah. So yeah, it's like in the movies when oh something else keeps going wrong, or like those Mission Impossible movies. I know the last one just like went on forever. Like you're like oh my gosh, he's gonna fall. He's gonna do this, you know, and he makes it. Um, so yeah, just one thing after the other went wrong. I feel like that storyline probably was, was mostly to highlight Carol and Ezekiel and their relationship and, you know, some of the things we talked about earlier. Um, because other than that, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I think it makes a strong statement about still, you can't survival. Like, well, it goes kind of back to what Enid said, how she was always just survive somehow. And the, but that Carl taught her that sometimes there's can be something more and so it was almost like that way with the projector bulb that yeah we have to survive but we have to have something to look forward to or enjoy as well but even as as much as i wear the rose colored glasses i'm still like no nah, that was too much you know I, i'm, I'm kind of with you, you. yeah i'm like go make a new, a new cobbler sure. recipe or something I was struggling over here listening to you when you said yeah. just survive. And then you said, you got to get the bulb. I was like, no. Trace. <laughs> no, just get the bulb. Just get the bulb. Just no. get the bulb. Well, no, I think I, there's some other things they, they could have done. But, you know. I would I'm, have preferred them focus them. I would have preferred if this uh, storyline had focused on maybe the charter or maybe the fair. Mm-hmm. Getting that set up. You know, yeah. I, I would have liked that. I would have liked to see more insight into that. And maybe that is coming. I don't know. I just, 
Yeah, I just, sorry, y'all. I just wasn't feeling the projector ball. I did like the little Jerry and Nabila kids. They were cute. You mean all four of them? <laughs> was it four? I thought it was three. Oh, boy. She's, she's pregnant again. Well, the first, when he said she was pregnant, that was a flashback. So I thought that was for their first baby. And then we jump forward to current times, and you see and two little toddlers. Weeks, I thought. Am I wrong? No, no. Yeah, well, she was eight weeks pregnant with their first baby. Because remember, Carol had the shorter, shoulder-length hair. So they just did that brief flashback, which, like I said, it just kind of confused me. It seemed out of the blue where Jesus brought the charter. Or actually, that, yeah. Tara, Tara brought it from Alexandria. But that was when Maggie was still around. So that's this interim time period. And that's, I think, when they were pregnant with their first. And so, you know, like I said, Carol had the shoulder-length hair. And then they jump forward to current times when they're going after the projector bulb. And Carol has the long hair. And since their first baby that they were pregnant with, and she was eight weeks along, they've had that baby, another baby, and then another baby. At least three that we saw. Um, okay, I completely missed that one then. Okay, yeah, so... I think it, I think it was three, but anyways, they uh, they've been very productive, <laughs> so, ah! and, and, uh, and they were they were cute. They were just cute little kids. So okay, well anyway. then all right then we got three. Okay, gotcha. I think I think it's three. Okay. Well, I'm so, looking forward to more information about the charter. I, I, I hopefully yeah it will move along what you know what Michonne wanted, and um mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping for. And we can finally get some understanding on that because I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what this episode when we got to talking about the kingdom, mm-hmm. um, introducing the charter for that quick second and then going on back to the bulb. Yeah. So I have another question for you. I'm full of questions tonight. So at different times during The Walking Dead, sometimes they would have what people call those bottle episodes where it was just focused on one character or or maybe even a couple characters. And they're like, people were complaining, we want to see all the characters. And then the last couple of seasons, we've had so many new characters. And some people will complain that, well, we're spending so much time on all these different characters, we don't really get deep with any particular character. You know, so it's just kind of, it's, it's not as um, moving or whatever. Um, and now... It's a, to me, it's somewhere in between. Like, we haven't seen Father Gabriel, I don't think, in this half. Um, and we haven't spent much time in Alexandria. We saw the Negan trying to escape. But in general, we haven't seen much of Alexandria. It's been more focused on, on the hilltop. But I still feel like, like just last night, we had two different stories. We had the kingdom and the hilltop and the whispers. What do, you, do you think it's more of a balance now? Or do you notice a difference do you want, are you missing some people besides Rick <laughs> that are actually there that, that we're not seeing? Always missing people, always missing people, which would be uh, Rick, uh, Maggie, uh, missing both of them immensely. Um, I think to go back to the first part of your question, if we have, if we have a strong storyline where we're introducing uh, i.e. like alpha we're introducing mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. real good in my opinion to focus on that particular character so that's one character in one group and then mm-hmm. one community for that particular episode uh, okay. I think that uh, 
when you add in the multiple characters, that's after we've introduced whatever this large piece of the puzzle is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then you did that, bam. And then next week, when we think we're going to get some more on that, then I'm okay with bringing in multiple characters and talking about different other storylines and then, you know, tying it into that big bam that we just had last week. And okay. then back to the bam again, if the, if, you, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, it does. It does make sense. I'm kind of enjoying the the way it's been approached this season. That um, because I do I do stop and think. Oh, wonder how Father Gabriel's doing. Does he know about the Rosita's pregnant? You know, I start thinking what's going on with that. But it's not like stressing me out. Like we haven't seen him in so long. You know, um, it it just I think it's a pretty good balance right now. Like it keeps you kind of longing for some other characters, but you're not having to wait too long or. It's not too isolated to, like, just one character. There, we're still getting a mixture of things, but we're going a little bit deeper again. Everything just seemed such surface level there for a while with so many characters that we just couldn't keep up with everybody. And now I think they're just taking it a little, not slower, but um, you know, the focus is just, they're going a little more in-depth with with the many characters that we have just a few at a time. So I like that. Yes. And talking about light bulbs. <laughs> Not going to let that go. Not going to let that go. No. Um, okay. So I have a, a I'm going to call this the minus Rickometer. So minus Rick meter. How are you feeling about the show? I'm going to probably keep asking you this. For a while. On a scale of 1 to 10. From 1 it's just so hard to watch. Minus Rick. Or it's really. You know it's really good. I'm, I'm dealing with it. I'm really enjoying the episode. Even though it's minus Rick. So this is the minus rick meter Where are you falling at this point? About 4 and a 5. Rick still to me. Is, okay. is still missed. For me missed on the show. And, and still carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's got to be honest. I'm probably a little bit higher. Um, I'm just pretty engaged on this, this storyline right now. Um, and if that were not the case, if it different circumstances, I might, you know, be having more trouble without Rick being there, but they've, they've really caught my attention with the new villain or villains. Um, so for now it's, it's okay, but you know, it's just funny when you face something hard in life, Sometimes right away you're like, okay, I can deal with it. But then long term, you're like, oh, this is really hard. So who knows? Who knows how I'll feel next week or the week after that. But what predictions do you have? For what? The season or the next episode? Uh, either. Any any that you want to share? I guess mostly the next episode. But Okay. I think, let me see. I think next episode... Uh... I think next episode we're gonna get us some more some more uh, Pandora's box are gonna, is gonna open up. I think we're gonna get some answers to uh, because I think Michonne, what's going on with Michonne, uh, Daryl, uh, Tara, uh, what was going? I may and maybe we might even get a little answer to what's going on with um, Maggie and why mm. she's still with uh, Georgie. I think okay. that we're gonna find out what this rift is. Uh, um, I also think that um, 
we're going and we've gone too many episodes without losing someone so i think we're going to lose somebody okay next episode i'm not sure who yet uh i think that i think that we're going to uh start to see hopefully some more um of what alpha is really made of okay and i think that uh I think that um, Enid might actually uh, be able to play a bigger role as well. So we might see some more of her come out. So that would be interesting. And so my predictions are kind of ambiguous. So I'm not really pinpointing anything really. Okay. Okay. That's all right. It's hard. It's hard to make predictions right now. I think I'm just, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know who's playing who or if everybody is, but you know, just some of the previews for next week with the things that Lydia says that, you know, telling Alpha that she was gathering information. Is she just using that so that Alpha won't lash out at her for some reason? Is she, you know, is she using that to her advantage or is she really trying to help the whispers? Um, you know, and I still, I question why did Alpha get Lydia back? Is it all about her being her daughter or does she have something else nefarious and, you know, at play here? So, and I still don't know how these folks really operate. I just think like, there's so much that we have to learn. I mean, we know Beta is going to be introduced. You know, what's his role? I mean, apparently, you know, Alpha Beta, he's the second in command. But, you know, how much authority does he really have? There's just so many things I'm, I'm waiting to find out that I'm, I'm hesitant to make predictions. But... I refuse to predict that anything happens to Daryl or Connie, even though it makes me nervous. I just, I can't, I can't even try to go there and wonder if, I mean, I honestly, I don't think anything can happen to Daryl. They would, they would really get me there. Sorry to me, but, um, ah, I, but I hope nothing happens. Podcasts would go either. dark for a few weeks. <laughs> it would go dark. I sure. did morning everyone. <laughs> yeah. But I love Connie and I don't want anything to happen to her either. So, I don't even want to think about what could could happen. So, all right. Anything else you wanted to throw in, talk about? No, not this week. I've, I've, I am looking forward to seeing next week's episode. That's all. Yeah, yeah me too, for sure. Um, want to remind everybody that the podcast airs on so many shows.com. You can find us on iTunes and Google. Uh, various uh, podcast platforms, but you can always go directly to the website, so many shows.com. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you would give some feedback or put a review out there or a rating, um, especially on iTunes. If you listen there for so many shows, um, that would, would be helpful. And just a reminder that there are, like the name says, so many shows covered on the podcast, um, not just what we talk about with the walking dead um, Several other shows are covered as well, so you might find some more things, more episodes that you would find interesting. So check that out. Give us some feedback, and um, you can find us on Twitter at Tamish Tracy, T-A-M-E-C-H-E-T-R-A-C-E-Y. Let us know what you thought about the episode, what you uh, thought about what we had to say tonight. We always enjoy hearing your thoughts, and we'll be back next week. Yes, thanks everybody look forward to hearing your feedback all righty good night bye